All right, guys, if you have stopped here on this edition of the End Zone Club, you might have thought you got here by accident, but no, you were at the right place. And it is your host, none other than Anthony Mitchell Jr., and we are here to have some conversation based upon some things we wish we knew your age that we know now. And today, I got a special treat for you because this one in particular might go off the rails a little bit because it is different than any other topic we've ever covered. But it's okay. Sometimes change is good. Sometimes mixing it up and throwing some new flavors in the pot will bring a different result. But today, I got a special treat for you and we are going to talk about... Matter of fact, I won't tell you. First, I need you to like, I need you to share, I need you to subscribe and support this podcast so that we can continue to always, of course, reach a bigger audience. But if you want to know what we're talking about, stay tuned in three, two, one, let's go. All right, guys, welcome back again to another edition of the Insome Club. Just want to throw that out one more time. And the reason being this episode will be unlike any other episode I've done in the past. So if I kind of rail off the tracks for a moment, guys, do not hold it to my charge. But anyway, guys, as promised, I will deliver. So a few days ago, a friend of mine who works in law enforcement slash in the intelligence field, um, and full disclosure, I'm not saying this is something they've studied or practiced, but this was something he was reading. And he threw it out to me, uh, something he wanted me to look into, and he actually thought it would be a good topic. So I kind of just jumped in and uh, did a little research on his reading. And sure enough, after reading, I was blown away just by the findings, just as I hope many of you are. But today's topic is going to surround the study of Universe 25. That's not no parallel universe, no different Earths and crazy places. But before I jump into this, I want to say as a youth leader, uh, my wife and I, we do a lot of things in the community. We're in a lot of rooms where the brunt of the conversation is always revolving around what can we do to reach the kids? Because with us, we were once kids not that long ago. But of course, we do know that all of the ills that affect life, all of the different problems that have been presented to us as a society, at the end of the day, it's the kids that possess the answer or the solution. So it's up to us as adults always to push them in this regard to reach their full potential, which is for us, it's birthing leadership. It's bringing about to fruition this idea that innately in each of them, God has given each of them a gift and that gift will resolve a problem that's their that's their job so that's up to us and upon hearing this study it kind of brought some things as far as where we are as a society as a group of people it brought a lot of things into full a full clear view so i'm going to jump off into this study of universe 25 for those of you who have never heard it if you have heard it i would like for you to maybe drop some comments below or you know reach out to me and share some more information you have because i don't see this being just a one-time study but anyway so between uh, 1968 and 1970 there was like this particular behavioral study of mice by a guy named john calhoun and what he did he took a bunch of mice and he put them within like this nine square foot enclosure nine square feet is basically three feet by three feet it's not a big enclosure but within this closure he noticed he was going to begin with several pairs of mice 
and his goal was to breed a population of 2,200 mice in a small three by three square. So as the population began to grow, he started noticing that the mice began to establish their own sense of social order and the mating began to cease. So as this study has been of interest for a lot of architects, city planners, council and government agencies around the world, because from this study, we start learning a lot, not just about the habits of animals, but how even we as people conduct ourselves and go about our day-to-day -day life. So with that said, before we get into the universe 25, I do wanna just kind of lay a little groundwork in saying that before he did this project, there was another project that he had done that we're gonna start with and then we'll get a little more into it. But it says, going back further, this research goes back to an earlier study, of course, that Calhoun done in around 1947 that had a similar setup as the Universe 25, of course, with the little enclosure and rats and those sorts of things. But this time he gave the rats unlimited food and water. Ah, So he figured that unlimited food and water would swell the population up to 5,000 new rats over 2,800 months. I'm sorry, 28 months. I'm sorry, guys. You guys know I'm from the country. Sometimes big words give me problems. However, the, capu the, ca the population capped at 200. So his goal was 5,000, but some reason once he got to 200, the rats quit producing. So he started noticing that they were started to self-segregate into smaller groups. So he kept replicating the study over and over and over and kept having the same results. So as he started kind of researching what was going on, what was kind of stifling the flow of the population, he began to notice these four traits from each study. And the first was that the mice would meet, they would mate, and then they would breed in large quantities. And then from there, as they begin to breed and build up, they would start self-leveling, meaning they would start slowing down how many they were producing. And then from here, the rodents would develop this new attitude. That was they were either hot, they begin to become hostile towards each other, or they became cliquish, meaning they started breaking off into their own groups. If they weren't doing that, they became passive. Nothing bothered them. They're not a part of anything. They've got no input on or anything. Or then they just downright became antisocial in nature. As this cycle climaxed, then they begin to notice that the population would trail off and this process would repeat. From this particular study, he, as he began to put it out and people begin to hear about it, Various organizations, of course, begin to write about this study um, because on two, you've got two forms of people that kind of start breaking apart from this kind of uh, thought process. And that's almost like you see, like when you have a, a thriving city and for whatever reason, maybe another opportunity somewhere else begins to jump open and people will leave this city, go somewhere else whatever and that once thriving city starts to die and then a new city takes place a lot of people were developing this mindset that maybe we're fighting overpopulation and that's the problem and then you got another group of people who were more or less studying the habits of these rats and wanting to know well what can we do to learn these patterns these cycles break the patterns and cycles and thus fix the social ills that come from these patterns so as this study started in 47 he would continue to study these habits because now, of course, more people are asking, got questions. They want to know, what, what are you learning? So 
expanding on his earlier studies, Calhoun would now take a 2.7 square meter enclosure now consisting of four pins, which in those four pins, you have 256 other compartments and 16 burrows from those compartments that now lead to food and water supply. So no matter where you're living at, like, you know, all of your food and water is kind of coming from a centralized source. And his mindset was with a plague free environment, one that had a lot of comfort, one that was free of predation and that had an unlimited supply of food. He was thinking that the mice would enjoy all of the luxuries that we as humans have, or that's equivalent to modern human life. So <clears throat> he initiated this experiment with four pairs of healthy mice, which were set loose in the enclosure and they're setting off to begin a new society. Well, the first thing he noticed was in the first phase of the process, which was the first 104 days, you have what is known as the strive period. And that's where the mice, you know, like many of us, you put us in a new environment. What's the first thing we do? We got to start learning the environment first. We got to get comfortable with our surroundings. We got to start marking our territory. We're putting our stake in the ground. And then once we become comfortable, then the nesting period begins, which is where now we're comfortable to bring kids into this environment. And then all of a sudden the population starts doubling. Every day for like 55 days. And once these mice are comfortable, they start repopulating. By the 315th day, Universe 25, which started with, you know, two pairs of four mice, which are, which was just eight mice in the beginning. Now you've got 620. However, despite the abundance of space throughout this enclosure, each compartment would house up to only 15 individuals and the overall enclosure was able to hold up to 3000. So what we started seeing again, the mice were self-segregating again into their own little small groups instead of expanding out and enjoying all of this space. They were only huddled in small places. Isn't that crazy? So as they're self-segregating, they're starting to notice something that just even eating as it turned out came to be viewed, which was a communal activity at first. Now, as they're growing, they're not taking time to eat together as they used to. So as this is going on, they started noticing that the drop in population and birth rate started occurring and it resulted in a social imbalance amongst the mice. And it said that from there, one third of the mice emerged as socially dominant. So now you've got an alpha class of people that's arising out of this group. And the other two thirds turn out less socially adept than their forebearers. So now from this alpha class, whereas they represent the cream of the crop, now the rest of the crowd is not as advanced as the alphas. And it says as this began to happen, uh, a bonding skill started becoming lacking. So they were socially inept and they started not bonding as much. And now it started going into a social decline. So it says by day 315, the disparities between the males of high and low status became more pronounced. So now you're able to identify who is who. And at the bottom of the food chain, those that were down there, those that weren't, you know, quite in the same regards as the alpha, they started getting spurned by the ladies. The ladies didn't want anything to do with that. And what that then in turn, it set 
it set the out these guys into like this society of outcasts. Now they're kind of on the outskirts. Now they're kind of not as popular. And now they're becoming antisocial. Now they're beginning to eat alone. Now they're sleeping alone. And even amongst them, infighting breaks out. But let's jump back to those who have distinguished themselves as alphas. And it says that the alpha males, by contrast, became more aggressive and pugnacious, often launching into violence with no clear provocation or motive. So it was taking nothing to set them off. You know what that almost sounds like? That sounds like this class of people that's always got war in mind. I mean, we do see a lot of that personality type in our society today. It seems like, man, every time you turn around, these alphas, these heads, these this, that, and the third are at war with someone else. We saw this, we saw this happening within the ranks. So what was crazy, it took, it takes no stimulus. It takes no nothing to get these alphas off their rockers. And they said, meanwhile, oh, oh let, let me rewind this because as they're becoming aggressive, they begin to roam around and indiscriminately commit acts of violence upon other mice regardless of gender meanwhile the beta males those ranked between the aggressive outcast and the or the uh, the aggressive alphas and the outcast omegas they started growing timid and inert and often wound up being the passive recipients of violence so as they're becoming fearful of their surroundings and fearful of those around them then it's like those that were in power begin to become more aware of this and violence increased and of course a lot of things became from that um for the betas not standing up for themselves but it says with the male mice abandoning their traditional roles in universe 25 the females were left to fend for the nests consequently many females adopted more aggressive forms of behavior which would sometimes spill over into violence towards their youngs Others would refrain from motherly duties altogether, banishing their unraised litters and withdrawing from further mating. And when this happened, we started seeing like the infant mortality rate. It went up to 90 percent. You know, then there was a stagnation phase that started occurring. And then there was like these overly aggressive and passive behavioral patterns to the breakdown of the social roles. And of course, because now they're self-segregating in these big packs, now it's like they're over clustering. It says by the 560th day of the simulation, the population increased, had ceased altogether, and mortality started stinking in. This marked the start of the death period, a.k.a. the die period, in which the rodent utopia slid towards extinction amidst the violence, amidst the hostility and lack of, you know, reproducing and keeping life going. A younger generation of mice reached maturity, having never been exposed to examples of normal healthy relations with no concept of any of the things that got them to where this point they spent all of their waking hours eating drinking and grooming themselves <laughs> i would say something on that somebody might be offended so in reference to their perfected unruffled appearance calhoun who's performing the study started noticing uh he called these the beautiful ones these mice that all they did was eat, drink, groom, play video games, however you want to phrase it. And living in seclusion with other mice, they were spared the violence and conflict that waged in the crowded areas. Met they, yet they made no social contribution. So whereas now they're safe from all of this other infighting and violence, they didn't improve their conditions. 
So Calhoun walked away from the study and he says the death phase consisted, I'm sorry guys, of two stages. First, the death stage and second death. The former was characterized by the loss of purpose in life beyond mere existence, no desire to mate, no desire to raise young or establish a role within society. The first death was represented by the lackadaisical lives of the beautiful ones or the younger ones, whereas the second death, death was marked by the literal end of life and extinction, extinction of Universal 21. Whereas we as individual, as parents, something we rely a lot on is helping kids find purpose in life. One thing you'll find from this study is that they believe that there's a paradox of life without work or conflict. And when all sense of necessity is stripped from the life of an individual, life ceases to have purpose. And then that's when the individual dies in spirit. Basically, what that's saying is the day you begin to find your purpose, then that makes you more apt at bringing a contribution to society. You know, probably in some of these studyings, you're probably seeing examples where, you know, some of the rats that weren't getting that natural affection that comes from having the parents and this, that, and the third, now it puts them in this isolated shell. And that isolated shell is probably very conducive to a lot of what we see now. It's like, I applaud the kids. They, they seem to have a better sense of unity then maybe even the parents that came before me, the generation before me, like my group, my generation was really stuck on, you know, gangster rapping and imaging and all of these things. And it's like they don't have that fight. I see, you know, the black kids, the white kids, Mexican, Asians, they get along better. They support each other, as evident by the George Floyd case. Like when you saw all of that happen, I keep referencing George Floyd often because that was a, a situation that affected me greatly seeing what happened in that situation. But <clears throat> They came together as a group of people. However, the, it begs to be said for each of the kids and even adults that still don't know what their purpose is, your greatest contribution to your society comes from you knowing your purpose and then, then beginning to feel that, fulfill that in society. You know, as I'm reading this study, I was even thinking back to being younger and visiting family members and <clears throat> within visiting family members, I remember back in the 80s and 90s, some of them lived in like very affluent growing places. It was like maybe there were some factories that came up or some jobs, some opportunities that arose that people begin to flock to. And then, you, you know, the, when that happens, your housing market, the value is up, you know, the quality of your education is up, you know, the food that's even sold in the stores, it's it's better quality, you know, and, and when that quality of life is cycling through this realm, everything is better. Like people feel safer. People feel more comfortable. People feel more secure. But then 20 years later, you go back to the same towns and, you know, crime has arisen or, you know, the educational system is now failing or, you know, now families are no longer sticking together and kids are seeing that and nobody is trying to adjust or, or fix the social ill. And then it becomes a downward process. Now, a lot of people are migrating from those communities into, you know, Another community that's undoubtedly within 20 years will go through that. So young people, just a word of advice, wherever you are, I want you to see yourself now just not as a worker, but as an employee or an employer or somebody that has some kind of contribution to those around you. Make your environment better. One thing that I cannot stress enough is whatever community you are in, let your money cycle through that community.
they need it. If you got creative and business ideas, bring hope to your community through your ideas. I'm seeing some kids that, you know, are very proficient on TikTok. They're getting paid off of TikTok and they're getting paid off of YouTube streams. They're getting paid off of creative concepts that they can do right from their home. Why don't you guys start teaching that where you are? The lifeblood of your economy and those around you is dependent upon those that can instill this sense of life and the their, their surroundings. Your community, your leaders, they should be held to a certain standard. When we start seeing this divide that sometimes comes with uh, the haves and the haves not, sometimes we need bridges in the community that can bring the sides together because the haves feel like they're always right. By nature, they're alphas, they're dominant, they're whatever. The betas on the same time, they feel like they're always right. That maybe they've been more uh, observant, whatever the case is, but life is best served when we can bring it all together and that's why we want to see young leaders raised up that are not held and you know the prejudices and racisms and and biases and the, the you know whatever traits and attributes kept us from coming together none of that's pertinent to them they don't care about any of that you possess an innate ability to change some of this Going back to this study, it is said that generally the mice that refuse to mate, of course, we know that when they refuse to mate or they refuse to have their certain roles as protectors, providers, and that's why it's very, it means something when you see certain stigmas and taboos that are changing everything. Do know that as far back as we can see in the past, we can see in the future. This is not about me preaching against any groups of people, forms of thinking, thought process or anything. I'm just putting a study out there and hoping that you guys listening can draw these parallels of how a lot of this study relates to us right now. So in Calhoun's view, the rise and fall of Universe 25 proved five basic points about mice. And if you're taking notes, take these notes, think about it. Come back and argue with me, come back and agree with me. But he says that the mouse is a simple creature, just like many of us, but it must develop the skills for courtship, child rearing, territorial defense, and personal role fulfillment on the domestic and communal front. If such skills fail to develop, the individual will neither reproduce nor find a productive role in society. And that's something we talk about all the time. Some of these different things. Dating is a skill. None of us were born and knew what to do with it. Marriage is a skill. It takes sometimes you get around people that have been there, done that, that can give you this kind of good information that will make your relationship experience successful. But also raising children. Society is bringing in a lot of new norms with this. I remember at one point, if you were under 40 and you were a grandparent, there was a taboo associated with that. Now it's no longer like that. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but sometimes when children aren't given a time to properly develop mentally, cognitively, socially, and now they're having kids, sometimes they're not apt, sometimes they're not prepared. And that's probably why you see more and more kids being raised by maybe older aunts or grandparents or whatever. This all landed to the culture that was prevalent in universe 21 and also point number two it says as with the mice all species will grow older and gradually die out i mean that's the cycle of life but there is nothing that suggests human society isn't prone to the same developments that led to the demise of universe 25 and it also says that if the number of qualified individuals exceed the number of openings in society 
chaos and alienation will be the inevitable outcome. So anytime you have more demand than you have supply, it now in turn reverses just the whole the whole process. So another reason we talked about you guys now developing this mindset that you have an opportunity to create opportunities those opportunities are very important to the survival of your community. That's why, like, if you look in the hood and you see more crime than you see business, often what happened is when when that economy began to to go dwindle down and leaders weren't catching it and weren't breathing new jobs or bringing new careers and bringing new industries back to the community. These are the sorts of things, you know, maybe recreational drug use is major. These are the sorts of ills that start replacing hope. Right. Point number four says individuals lack under the latter conditions will lack any relation to the real world. So I'm sorry, individuals raised under the latter conditions will lack all relation to the real world. Physiological fulfillment will be their only drive in life. That's a me, 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 me society. And, and then from there, it says point five says just as my thrive on a set of complex behaviors, the patterns of others developed in post-industrial human skills and understandings is vital to man's continuance as a species. The loss of these attributes within a civilization can lead to its decline. So guys, with that said, I know that this was a topic that was different than anything we've ever done, but there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn listening this story. So, and really drawing real life experience from this because you know a lot of times we're complaining about the kids being in a me 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 society but look at everything that led up to this point guys i also have to give a shout out to the guys over at victorpest.com you can find more about the study from there drew a lot of notes from their study i want to give them a shout out a lot of this is not my own original thoughts but it's there and i just put it in my own words so guys take the time to look at this young people Listen closely, and we have got to reestablish some sense of order in community in order for it to thrive. This is one of my daily prayers, whether it's for the hood, for the suburbs, or anything. There's this perpetual cycle that takes place, and you are a part of whatever community you are a part of. And do know that every action you make to make your community better, whether it's bringing hope, whether it's breathing jobs, whether it's bridging the gap, whether it's addressing the ills that 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 are in your society. You make it better for somebody else. With that said, this is Anthony Mitchell. I am signing out. You guys, this is another edition of the End Zone Club. Till next time, be blessed.